I want you to think back to a time that you've ever been on a mission trip, particularly one of the ones that are like short term, out of country. Um, there's always like this, in those trips, you really think that you're going to go and serve and be a part of um, something that's large and, you know, help a community of people that are, you know, displaced or marginalized or whatever. And so you really think you're going to go down there and do this big, amazing thing for them. When you in actually leave that place, the mission field, whatever your, your mission is out there, uh, you leave way more encouraged, way more blessed. And um, there's just it's a place of like just spiritual formation in a major way. And a lot of the reasons why that happened um, and referring back to kind of last week, the relationships we talked about is but it's the people that you have with you. It's the ability to do work with teams. You see, teams kind of reorient um, our priorities of those that are on the team, right? And so we get to think about the other people that are with us and serving with them. And we don't get all distracted with the things that are happening in life that don't really matter. Teams are a huge deal. And so if we look back at the the time that we spent so far, and this is week seven, golly, it's hard to imagine it's gone by so quickly. But if you look back over to seven weeks, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about living on mission, which is actively seeking to declare and demonstrate the glory of God. We talked about doing that with others through spiritual relationships like just last week. We talked about through our lives, how we're supposed to speak, excuse me, seek to involve every aspect of our life, um, both word and deed, into God's grand mission that he's given us and to understand that God has graciously given us this mission. But the component that we're going to talk about today is really the aspect of serving in ministry with others. So this lesson is titled Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work, as we say in the militaries, how we together can demonstrate and declare the glory of God to the ends of the earth is, is really the focus of today, how we do that corporately. And there's three um, major groups or teams that we'll kind of focus on. It's the team that you have with your family, the team that you have with your neighbors, and the team that you have with your church. So beginning with your family. Your family is the first and most strategic community that you have for shared mission. Now, if you're married, um, let me just make it simple for you. This is the whole reason why you're married, is to be on mission as a couple for God's glory to demonstrate and declare His glory to all the world, right? Like, it's, pre it's pretty simple. That is why you are married, right? God created woman from Adam to serve as His helpmate. And there was something that Adam was supposed to do, like God gave him Eve to help him carry out the mission that had been given to him. And Genesis 2.8 talks about that. And we understand also just reading Paul's writings in Ephesians chapter 5, especially verses 22 through 23, that the purpose of, ma of marriage isn't so much about companionship, but it's a shared mission the way that God pictures it to live on mission in this planet, right? And even if you have children, your children extend your ability. They're force multipliers. They um, are part of your mission in your family to go out and demonstrate and declare God's work throughout all the world. And we know that um, Adam and Eve are told to be fruitful and multiply, right? In Genesis 1, 26 through 28. So the parents um, should really seek to understand first that your marriage is given to you 
as a missional vehicle for God's glory, but also that your children are also to be raised and taught the purpose of God's mission and their opportunity into that. And so you really um, just get an opportunity to invest in your kids early on and show them, show them and explain to them definitely God's shared mission for your family. How do you um, and your family serve on mission together? Like, do you find that you and your family are serving on mission together? Do you do it well? Have you ever seen your family as a, as a missional component? I remember a brother that will go to the mission field and um, he went to a really hard to live place and he would bring his young kids and his wife with them. And, you know, a lot of folks said, hey man, like why would you take your family through something like that? Why would you create this hardship for your family? He said, no, it's, it's the privilege of my family for all of us to serve together and even suffer together on the mission field. It just brings God glory. And so um, he had that perspective down packed. The second group of people or team that you can partner with, and let, let me go back for a second. Um, when we talk about family and serving together as a family, we're not just talking about married couples, right? Um, I've seen, I think Billy Graham's um, association does this really well, right? Him and his sons and his daughters, all of the children, um, all the brothers and sisters are now that are alive, um, or at least most of them, are serving in that association together. And they may not be married, but they're still serving together with their um, their uh, biological brothers and sisters on mission. And so, um, you know, God has put you in a family um, and you may be estranged from your family for different reasons. And we know how that goes from time to time. But just, you know, acknowledge that he's definitely placed you there and there's an opportunity to serve on mission in that way. And so the second group of people that you should be thinking of teaming with when you're serving on mission is your neighbors, right? God has strategically placed you in a particular neighborhood, an apartment complex or dorm room for the sake of his mission, right? And so imagine just for a second, if you and the other Christians on your block or in your building or in your, your hallway or wherever you live said, you know what, we want to reach this neighborhood or this, you know, whatever your context is, fill in the blank, this thing for Jesus. Last week, I had the privilege to go and have lunch with a brother who lives in a um, apartment community um, of senior um, individuals, and and they're pretty independent. But um, this brother said, "Look, you know, I, I recognize that God has brought me to this place, and I'm on mission here, and I'm just trying to figure out how can I love on these people and share the gospel with them." So this brother right now is working with another brother in that community in order to bring the gospel to his senior community, it, to his his division um, where they live. And so I'm trying to resource and mentor and encourage them and, um, in, in that way. So be in prayer about that, but there he's figured it out. All right. This brother is on mission. And again, he's in a senior living facility. So it tells you a little bit about his age, right? We're never too far away from the Lord to be on mission. And when you're on mission, doing things for your neighborhood, um, understand that God gets glorified through that. What, what does this process look like for you? Have you partnered up with any of your neighbors to throw a block party or to do um, a, maybe a, a yard sale for an awesome cause or I don't know, whatever the thing could be. But just understand like God has put you in that neighborhood, wherever your living situation is to be on mission. And the last group or last team that we have as Christians when it comes to us being on mission is our church. 
And I would even go as far as to say that your small group should be a mission. Here at Nassim River Baptist Church, we have small groups as the primary means to disciple at our church. Like that is ground zero for discipleship. So if you're not a part of the small group, um, you're probably not plugged into the larger mission and vision of our church. And in our small groups, we cultivate care, we create community, we communicate truth, and we connect people to ministries. And so all of those things happen within our small group. So if you're not in a small group, um, it's, I would say this, I'm going to jump out on a limb. If you're not in a small group at this church, it is going to be ineffective for you to join in a team with people and do ministry to be on mission at this church. Small groups are ground zero. We have to get plugged in. We've got a lot of opportunity to do so. And within your small groups, there's a shared mission, there's a defined leader, and there's a contemporary, excuse me, complementary team. That means that different individuals within that group have different gifts that God has given them in order to serve God and be on mission together. And so we're going to go ahead and get ready to jump into our discussion questions. But the last thing I wanted to leave you with is understand that we are not here to do this alone. We are not lone warrior Christians. We really, I think, hit this um, point and clarified it last week with relationships. But you are where you are to be a part of a team to demonstrate and declare God's, demonstrate and declare God's glory to all the ends of the earth.